Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's what's cooking on today, Sports Stove Local Hour. We continue our EKU position preview, talking about pass catchers, wide receivers, and tight ends with three great guests. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, steps to the pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza, located right across the street from EKU's campus. You can order online or go in in person. If you order online, make sure you use the code SPORTS5. You're going to get $5 off your purchase of $20 or more. If you order on, uh, in person, just mention the Sports Stove Podcast. You're going to get that same discount as well. Make sure you go give them a, a visit. Let them know you listen to the show and thank them for their support as well. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. I'm Vince Stover, joined by the one and only Ryan Jackson. Ryan, how's your week been? Uh, it's been good. Good little work week. I just got back from practice, so if you see me sweating, that's why. <laughs> a little toasty out there this week. It is, sure has been hot. Sure has been hot. <laughs> my, of course, for my day job, I'm outside as well. I'm not doing all the stuff that you're doing, but uh, outside walking around in the sun. And uh, there have been uh, a few days this week where I just keep thinking, man, maybe I'm not feeling good. Maybe I should go home. Uh, right. it's, it's warm. I, I, I talked to the boss about it. He didn't seem to care. So uh so, so off we went and continue to work Co- coach wells uh doesn't seem too sympathetic about it either yeah and my boss doesn't care either <laughs> oh man i'm sure that there are people i bet even possibly your dad would say oh back in my day um they had to do more and harder and all that kind of stuff but uh oh, needless to say oh, we, we never, we don't, it's not fair for us anymore because everything was so much harder back then <laughs> Everything was harder back in the day. Uh, I never played football, so I don't. I don't know, but uh, I can only tell you. You know, I don't know if I ever told you this. I was on a uh, Division three paper roster for one game in college as a kicker. Never kicked, um, and uh, I actually it was my senior year of college, and they couldn't kick uh, extra points. And I was like, "Well, shoot, I can kick an extra point." Uh, and so I went to the coach, who was a friend of mine. And I said, Coach, you need someone to kick extra points? He's like, yeah. I was like, you want me to come out? He's like, yeah. So I came out for a practice, and then he wanted me to run and do all this other stuff. I said, Coach, I, I just, I'm just i just here to kick extra points. Yeah, like, and, 
yeah so i so i bowed out and uh but for that next game I, my name was on on the paper uh but i never never even padded up for the team uh i did cook hot dogs for the team well not for the team for the fans uh but anyways that's a whole nother story uh so there you go that's my college football experience right there like four years of eligibility that's right. Yeah, I'll talk to Coach Wills about that. Uh, yeah, but uh, nonetheless, I did play a little bit of club hockey, uh, but that's my all of my college sports experience right there. Uh, but we've got a fun day ahead of us. Uh, we're talking pass catchers. Uh, we're talking the divas of the team, and we want to get all the deep, dark secrets of these guys. I'm kidding, of course, to a degree, kind of, not really. Uh, but um, we're excited that we got three great guests, Caleb Cox, the wide receiver coach, C.J. Conrad, the tight end coach, and Jaden Smith, uh, a returning wide receiver, excited about the season ahead for him. Uh, of course, he was a, a dynamic player last year. He was a very good player the year before that as well, and uh, so excited to see how he builds onto that. But, Ryan, I want to start with just the group in general. Let's start with receivers. Um, there's been a little bit of turnover in this room. Two guys that were important parts of the team last year, Jaden Higgins, uh, and uh, who else am I forgetting? McCoy, uh, Cornelius McCoy. Yeah, and uh, are both gone. Uh, so from what you've seen in practice and in the locker room and around and things like that, what do you think about this group of wide receivers? It's definitely it's definitely a new bunch of guys. Uh, I'll still have to get used to all of them and all their names because they're on the other side of all. I haven't really got to <laughs> chatted up with them but obviously they seem to be good guys they they've meshed with the team well they haven't had any arguments with anybody I, I think it's it's an interesting group with the receivers for sure because they're it's a lot of guys who get a chance to prove something this year it's a lot of guys who've been waiting their turns a lot of guys who come in from different schools that are trying to make even bigger impacts and they're yeah. lucky they one of the better quarterbacks in the league to help them out right so in the locker room, is there ever conversation uh, in the past of, you know, we're making Parker look good or uh, Parker saying I make them look good? Anything like that going on in the oh, locker room? Parker's super humble. He makes – he says – he makes them like – it's nothing to Parker. It, the stats, the awards, the accolades, he could have done with all of that as long as we got the win. Hmm. Yeah, and these guys, I mean, you talked about some of the returning guys that have wait, been waiting their time. I know Brian Johnson, a lot of people outside the program uh, love him and uh, think that he's got a ton of potential. Ethan's a guy that a lot of people like. Uh, you know, that it seems like he's a good kid uh, and things like that as well. Of course, Mo Edwards back this year as well. Um, you know, those guys get their opportunity. We talked about this earlier in, in one of our other episodes about guys knowing, hey, this is my time. This is the opportunity that I have. Now, you're one of those people, even though you've played in, in the past, this is your year now. Um, has that has that been a locker room-wide mindset with the returning guys? Um, I, I wouldn't say a mindset. It's more of we've worked this hard. It's our turn. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's more of a mindset, more of we've worked, and this is we're reaping the fruits of our labor. We've worked hard. And yeah. waited our time behind some some really good players, especially uh, BJ. He's had to look, wait around a bunch of good receivers and Keon Beerman, Higgins, a lot of good wideouts. Now it's his turn to shine. But he's yeah. he, him and Ethan and Jado. A testament to those guys. Those guys never stopped working. They've always came every day, practiced hard, got the most out of it. 
And now it's exciting that they do get that chance. But, of course, that doesn't mean the competition's gone. Like you said, there are new faces in the locker room. We'll talk with Coach Cox about them here in just a few minutes. Uh, tight end coach C.J. Conrad comes in. I know you don't get a lot of chance to talk with him, but let's talk about the guys that are going to have the uh, the big shoes to fill. Dak is, of course, gone. Uh, graduated out, still waiting his opportunity. I was talking with someone this week about him, actually. Uh, just the expectation is that opportunity is coming for him. Uh, but you now you got a guy in Reese Atkins who's been around the program. He's he's waited his his time. He's worked hard for this moment, and it seems like he is the guy for the job, right? All right, Reese. Reese has been definitely a workhorse for us for the past couple of years. He's had to back up, obviously, a great tight end and Dak and Joseph Sewell's. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I like I've been saying, Reese Reese has never stopped working. He's always added weight, always gotten faster. He, I I hope the best for Reese. I hope he has a huge season this year. Yeah, and he looks like he's got some personality to him as well. You know, I'll say this, and I don't I make sure I say this the right way because I don't mean anything bad by this. Dak, mm-hmm. Dak was was a fine interview. He was he had personality, but he had that kind of southern slow personality. It wasn't very energetic, I guess. Love, love Dak. <laughs> <laughs> so Reese is Reese more vibrant than Dak was, or or was Dak different with you guys than he was with us? Dak's definitely different with us. Okay. Than he is with y'all, but he Dak's still a great guy. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't put yeah. uh, Reese. If you can get him to talk, he's very entertaining. Yeah, it's just he, he don't break his shell all the time. But he, Reese is a, a great conversation, great in class. He's been fun. Uh, yeah, Reese is just he, he would be a fun interview. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, I'm sure we'll have him on throughout the season. Uh, when you look at 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 Reese and you look at the numbers that. Dak put up, and, and I'm not going to put that on Reese. I'm not going to put that on his shoulders. Um, but even the things that Joe did after Re- after Dak went down last year, I mean, you, I believe from what you've told me, you're you're fully confident Reese can do the job. I I believe Reese will play his game. I, I I never would expect him to play like Dak or Joseph. I think once Reese figures out what makes him successful, I I hope he runs with it. Yeah, and will I, he be? I hope we find a way to get him the ball for yeah. sure. Do you think he is kind of that the middle of Joe and Dak? Meaning Dak was Dak could block, but Dak was known as a receiver. Sure. Joe came in with this big old body. We found out he could be a receiver too, uh, but he he was came in kind of positioned as that blocker. Um, Reese has got good size. He's six six. He's at least two forty. Uh, he's he's got some size to him. Uh, is he more of that that meld between the two, or is he more one type or the other? The best thing about Reese is for these past four years, he's been asked to block for a mm. long time because Dak was such a receiver. Yeah. Don't don't sleep on his receiving though. Reese can definitely go up and get get it. He can run very well. I like I said, I, I can't wait. I hope we give him the ball. He can block for sure though. He's definitely yeah. a hard blocker. Well, and that's that'll keep you on the field uh, at that yeah. position. I mean, that's a that's a deal you can stay there. Now, in your high school career, did you ever play any tight end? Blocking tight end. Blocking tight end. Okay. Yeah, they hit me on a route once in like a scrimmage or something. I think I missed it right over the top of my head and they said, get him out. <laughs> they said that was I think it. it was my dad. My dad had an inside on it. I think I could have got another play. <laughs> it <was> like, no. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. It was funny. I watched these high school kids. I, I called high school games on the radio for several years, and you watch these defensive ends, and you see these defensive linemen. And and in high school, most of them, well, it depends on the high school, but a lot of your average high schools, your defensive linemen aren't that big. I mean, they're big for everybody else on the field, but they're not like offensive 
big. And uh, and so it seems like if they get a chance to play offense, they get they get that opportunity at tight end because of their size. They are bigger than the receivers and usually not quite as fast as the receivers as well. Uh, did you have the uh, 40 time to, to play to play tight end? Maybe in middle school. I don't know about in high school. I got a lot bigger in high school. Yeah. Uh, I'll say one thing. My dad did put me at fullback in his mm-hmm. middle school. Me and uh, another one of my buddies, we called that package uh, heavy. Yeah. Because I, I was much bigger than a lot of middle schoolers around there. And if I had got the ball, I was running. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, fullback is a lost art. Uh, it's just not around anymore. I remember growing up, some of the you know the Hall of Fame fullbacks, some of the guys that were out there, even guys like Mike Allstott that played at Tampa. He was a running back slash fullback, but uh, uh, there was there were several guys that made a name uh, as as fullbacks. And now it's like I don't think teams even have fullbacks anymore. They're just extra tight ends that get back there and block, or they'll do the thing where they pull a O lineman up or something like that. It depends. Some teams have fullbacks, but most most teams like to use tight ends as pass catchers or fullbacks as pretty much tight ends. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, there's a lot going on in football these days. I'm excited. So the plan next week, today we're doing pass catchers. The plan next week is to do D-line. And uh, so I'm excited. We're going to get your, your D-line coach on. We're going to get one of your teammates on as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk a whole mm-hmm. lot of D-line next, next week. Uh, really <laughs> <laughs> all the questions all the questions now uh when you look at where we are in practice mode and everything like that i know august things really pick up uh as now it gets it's it's intense because the football season's right on us and uh, next week is august so uh cincinnati how much how much cincinnati film is already put on or is it still just working on the fundamentals uh as a team we've mostly worked on the fundamentals individually and other individuals on the team have definitely watched the film on Cincinnati. And I can't, like I said, I can't, I can't wait. Uh, yeah. It's one thing that's exciting, but we know we have to do the work just not only just to compete, but we we're, we're just so ready to get this season started as a team. It's that time, right? I mean, you get to the point where you've got these, uh, I think of the freshmen, especially that are, that are here for the first time. And, you know, they're just excited to be there. They're out there working. They're out there. They've learned now by now they've learned what it's going to take and uh, to a degree. And they're, you know, they're, they're used to getting yelled at and all that kind of stuff, but they're kind of like, you know, I'm tired of hitting my own guys. Like, let's go hit somebody else. Right. I mean, do you guys get any scrimmages before Cincinnati? I don't believe so. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, I was wondering if that, I know the NFL has been doing that a lot more now, but I don't know that college football has. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things you, you look at, I think it's cool that your first two games are close, um, you know, for people, not just in Richmond, but around the area that, that like to go watch EKU games to be able to take a trip to Cincinnati, which is, you know, an hour and a half at max, uh, and then a trip up the road to Lexington. I've already, I've already had tailgaters at Lexington invite me to come hang out and stuff like that. And for that game, people are excited about it. It's, it's, a uh, it's not just, you know, we're going to go up there and show them what we got. It's just exciting locally for people. They, people like both EKU and Kentucky. Um, and so, so it's neat for them because they're like, they get to see both teams that they like and support and things like that. Do you care if people like Kentucky also? It doesn't really bother me. Yeah. 
long as some part of them is a Colonel fan. As <laughs> long as they come out and support you. Um, right. That's what I always try to tell people. You can you go watch Kentucky on TV. Yeah, watch whatever you watch, but yeah. if they don't have a home game. Yeah, get know. over here. What's, come on what's down the road. Phil, fill up the kid. I mean, come right. pack the kid, I guess, is what we're supposed to say. Uh, yeah. Pack the kid. Come out and enjoy it. Uh, you guys doing the same walkout this year? I hope so. Yeah. I, 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 the the going up the steps part is tiring for me because I'm a big person. And the going down the hill is scary. But honestly, it's a pretty cool entrance. I like the yeah. little music we play and then the whole beat drop and everybody run out there with the smoke. Everybody's going crazy. Yeah, I like the whole setup. It's just scary. Yeah. I, I think it's, the side now he doesn't come down the hill with us anymore. <laughs> so two years ago, uh, game one, Coach Wells booked it down the hill. He was Dabo Sweeney, man, just booking yeah. down that hill. And then the second game, he almost fell. And then the third game, he uh, he didn't. He walked. <laughs> I think ever since then, it seems like he walks down. And, you know, he'll shake hands on his way right. down and, you know, make it look like he's just being nice to the fans. But I get it. I mean, I wouldn't run down that hill. I'd be scared to death to do it. Uh, it doesn't. In the back, and I just walk yeah. down. <laughs> I don't remember seeing any big falls. I think one time I saw a guy, but he was graceful. He rolled and got back up right. and, and took off. Uh, do you guys practice practice that walkout? Uh, we'll practice it in the whole in the game that's coming up. Uh, so we'll, oh, practice, yeah. we'll practice it then to go through the whole like mm-hmm. game atmosphere, game feeling thing. But other than that, no, we <laughs> do not practice that. <laughs> Let's put guys up front who know what they're doing and let everybody else follow, right? Yeah, I mean, we run. We've been running hills for this whole whole little break, so <laughs> we should be fine. <laughs> You should be fine uh, getting on there for sure and and uh, holding out through hoping that it, it all works out. Nobody falls. And no one's been – has anyone ever been injured trying to run down there? Not that I know of. If they have, they probably didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I can understand that. That makes sense. Um, we're checking in on Coach Cox. We're, we're waiting on him to uh, appear. Uh, but – until he does, let's take a quick break. Uh, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, Mad Mushroom Pizza, and we'll come back and we'll start talking wide receivers. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove Podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit... Tell them the sports stove sent you, and you get $5 off any order over $20. Or visit online, madmushroom.com. And when you order, enter the code SPORTS5. SPORTS5, and you'll get that $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's M-Y-I-P-M dot com. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. We also appreciate our segment sponsors that you'll hear throughout the season, IPM Pest and Termite, and all-around roofing as well. 
Uh, all three of these businesses have been businesses that I have, I'll say used. I don't know. I've used Mad Mushroom. I've ordered pizza for Mad Mushroom, but I uh, used IPM uh, pests and termites treating uh, for pests at the house and at the church. And then all around roofing we've had at the house as well uh, when we got our roof replaced. And uh, both of these great companies, all three of them great companies, make sure you go uh, visit them. Tell them thank you for their uh, support of the program as well. We always appreciate their support. We'll have Coach Caleb Cox on here in just a few minutes to talk wide receivers and uh, kind of give everybody an update on what's going on in the wide receiver room. Uh, basically, it's a pretty deep room this year. Jaden Smith is the big returner. Mo Edwards, of course, uh, you know him. He has played and uh, caught passes as well. Uh, then Ethan Bednardzik and Bryant Johnson, other returners. We started, started to see Bryant come on uh, more and more as the season went on. It is now time, though, for our first guest of the evening. It's the EKU wide receiver coach, Caleb Cox. Hey, coach, how you doing? What's going on, Ben? <laughs> Not much. Uh, good to see you. Thanks for taking some time for us, man. I know you're busy this time of year, uh, but we appreciate you taking time for us. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, well, let's talk some wide receivers. Uh, last year, you had three guys with 50 catches or more, 700 yards or more, all kinds of touchdowns, uh, but you lose two of those three. Not to say there weren't other guys on the team that contributed, but you lost two of those three big guys. Uh, how overall are you feeling about the room this year? We got a lot of work to do, but we are moving in the right direction. I think the guys are actually working really hard to exceed those expectations and just know what it's like to play wide receiver here. I mean, we've had some success with those guys you've talked about in the past, and uh me and the other coaches have expressed what we expect from that position. So I, I think the guys are working their tail off to meet those expectations. I think I asked you this last year, but wide receivers are stereotypically known as divas. Uh, so when you're dealing with the personality at wide receiver, uh, how do you do that uh, and at the same time let them be who they are? Well, Coach Wells is always preaching about competition. And that was one thing that we are fortunate enough to do here is create competition. And in, in a sense, it gets receivers out of their natural selfish ways. Mm. And it allow us to play the game like I, I envision it to be played. It's playing it the right way, playing hard without the ball, playing hard for your brother, playing hard to make the offense and make sure everybody rolling in the right direction. So it, uh, it allow us to get away from those diva titles and allow us to play Play on the perimeter with an edge. Now, I don't want to focus too much on the past, but uh, Jaden Higgins last year came in and produced uh, wonderfully. Uh, he gave you a receiver with all kinds of size, and he used it last year, and he was able to get a good opportunity uh, next year. Cornelius comes in, a veteran player, and boy, was he useful <laughs> and, and impactful for the team uh, as well. Those guys there, just briefly, uh, from from last year, how much do you appreciate the things that they were able to do to help your team last year? Well, Cornelius, uh, he was he was a, a breath a breath of fresh a breath of fresh air, if I should say. He was a like you said, a veteran player that's played a lot of ball at his previous stop, and he came in and he was exact. He was really good for my younger players. He uh he went out there and I, I show clips of him all the time of playing hard without the ball. Mm. And I'm a true believer, if you play hard, the ball will find you. And I believe that on offense, defense, and special teams. 
And he played the game the right way, and uh, I, I look forward to see what this future has for him. Do you like your guys uh, on special teams? Do you like to – more in the return game uh, than other things, do you like your guys having those opportunities for playmaking? Absolutely. It, it makes you more multidimensional. I mean, it's – I mean, all right, so go back to uh, Cornelius. I mean, in the last game versus Gardner Webb, I mean, he – played a bunch of offense for us, but he covered down on every punt and he covered down on every kickoff. And this naturally receivers make good candidates for the return, for kickoff return, punt return. But you got to be a different breed to go and be a gunner and cover down on punts and go down and put your face in the fan on kickoff. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Smith, we're going to have him on in a few minutes. Uh, he's a dynamic athlete. He's a dynamic receiver. Uh, he showed some stuff in the punt return game last year too. Uh, you get him back this year along with Mo and Ethan and Bryant as well. But uh, having a, a guy the talent level of Jaden Smith, who, who obviously clicks with the quarterback, um, you we get these new guys that come in. How nice is it to have the returning guys like Jaden? It is. It is good um, because he. I've been. I mean, he's been around me for going on three years now. I mean, he can finish my sentences and he can help me coach up the younger guys and. Um, it's good to see him go out and exemplify what we expect at that position. I mean, he's a guy that knows his offense forward and backwards, and he can play multiple positions. And obviously, slot receiver is where he where he excelled at. So um, I've been trying to get him to just open up a little bit, come out of his shell, and and express what um, he wants out of everybody else to continue. So we can continue to spread the ball around like we did in the past. Uh, Ryan, you, I, I've been talking a lot. So you, you got anything for Coach Cox? I, I do got one question. So, Coach, you say playing hard, you get the ball and all that. So I play pretty hard. I, you agree? I would agree. I would agree. So, so in all seriousness, <laughs> can I get a play this year? We'll get a situation. I, I tell you this, Ryan. If all the receivers get a touchdown. Dang. We get down on the red zone. Okay. Because I don't think you're going to stretch the field in the open field. We get down in the red zone, down in the goal line. I'm a, I'm, I'll ask Coach Wells, I'll ask Coach Richmond, can we put a pop pass in for old Rhino? Appreciate you. I may get told, uh, go back to your office and draw some more plays, but at least I'll shoot my shot. I mean, it'd yep. be for you and Coach Ryan. I do appreciate it. <laughs> now, I mean, last year you threw a pass, not you, but uh, they threw a pass to Drew Hart, and I right. love Drew. Drew's a great kid. Uh, but, I mean, come on, Rhino or Drew, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of your new guys. Uh, you bring in several new guys, uh, Jacob Horn, Jackson Hensley, uh, Jalen Burbage, Daquan Stanley, to name a few. Jackson comes in with Wake Forest experience. Jacob comes in with Juco. Uh, Jalen uh, Jalen comes in at Lehigh, South Florida for Daquan. Uh, this transfer portal, I know it can be a real pain in your side, uh, but I also know it can be a big benefit to the school as well. The, these guys that you brought in this year, how are they fitting in, and what's the expectation with these guys? Uh, well, it's they, they, they are fitting in, and I think we did a good job with the time frame that we had to find out about these guys, to find out um, how bad do they want to be here. 
Mm-hmm. And with the transfer portal, everything is in fast forward. Um, these guys have bought into our system. These guys have bought into how we're doing things, and they're finding out uh, what it's like to actually play receiver here. I mean, I, it, people can see it from afar, but when you get here and you can see what all it actually takes and what all goes into it, I think those guys have uh, accepted the challenge. Um, I got big expectations for those guys. I mean, because they have played ball at other places, and has some success at other places. It's one thing from when you come from another place, but to have success at another place, to come at a place like EKU that's known for winning and how we play on offense and the luxury that we have, we got what every receiver in the country wants. We got a quarterback. yeah, And it's a quarterback that knows how to get guys the ball, and he takes pride in his performance, and he wants to be on the same page with all these guys. He wants to go out and throw extra. He wants to get the timing right and make sure guys know where they are in the concept and know where they need to be, how they need to be there, when they need to be there. And cause his drop and his steps and when he rolls out, all that stuff goes into effect and it ain't going to happen overnight. So those guys have been working really hard all summer and um, we're going to continue to push those guys to exceed expectations. Like I continue to say. So I coach basketball, and for me, I like an eight-man rotation. It gives me enough guys to get in, but not not so hard to get guys in. When you're going through the you know three receiver sets, four receiver sets. What's the ideal depth? Uh, I know you need depth for if someone goes down and things like that. But in your perfect situation, what's your ideal depth? And then do you have that going this year? Actually, I do. I mean, we we are usually – I like to rotate seven up to eight wide receivers, kind of like you said in your basketball rotation. That allows us to stay fresh. That allows us to continue to go out and play hard. I remember um, when we first got here and I had Jackson Behrman and Keon Dixon and Matt Wilcox, and those, we didn't have a lot of depth. And those guys had to play every play and it showed up in the fourth quarter how often those guys were playing many plays. And I felt like last year we put ourselves in position to close some games that we wouldn't have closed in the past because how fresh we were on the perimeter and we're still able to go out and make plays. And I think that does pay a dividend for um, how we like to play. And another another factor of why I emphasize my guys being on special teams because, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to play 30 plays on offense, all right, well, that ain't enough just to earn your keep around here. You got to go out and play special teams as well. You got to be giving this team more than just your 30 to 40 reps of wide receiver play, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, when you're recruiting, I know you play a big role in this. Uh, are you recruiting specific body types? So you're trying to find a slot guy, trying to find your outside guy, or are you strictly looking at talent level and figure you'll figure everything else out once they get on campus? Absolutely. I mean, obviously on the perimeter, I like guys that's taller, longer, guys that can stretch the field. I look for former basketball players, or not former basketball players, but guys that play basketball. Because, yeah. I mean, I guys that's dynamic dunking the ball, rebounding the ball, lets me know they can go get 50-50 balls. And mm-hmm. guys that's going to play defense lets me know that they can actually block on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And then guys that are natural with the basketball in their hand, can cross guys over, can make guys miss, lets me know they can release off the line of scrimmage versus press coverage. Um, my guys on the inside, I like for those guys to be a little bit tougher, a little bit. A lot of those guys are former running backs. 
and they they have to be have to be ready to go and block safeties and block Sam linebackers and you got to have some girth to you. And you also, I like for those guys to be somewhat more quicker than fast because of the mismatch that they can create on the inside. Um, but those are some of the different things that I look for whenever I try to go out and recruit guys. Obviously, talent has to <laughs> has to go has to play a key part in. It. And I, and obviously, I like fast guys. Yeah. Uh, and then last thing I got for you is you talked about last year uh, and and historically Parker has done good with spreading the ball out. How much of that is just by design of the play uh, versus how much of it is your guys being in the right spot and Parker just being able to find them? I think more of those guys being in the right spot. And it's a lot on trust. I mean, we we got with the, with the plays we got, and obviously we got reads and – who's doing what, this is where your eyes should go. If Parker trusts you, Parker's going to throw you the ball. And yeah. it's my job to make sure those guys are in position so Parker can trust them. And that's got to time up with protection. That's got to time up with depths and angles and sitting holes in defense. And that's got to make sure you got to be where you need to be and be there on time. I lied. I have one more question for you. Um, last year, you had the three receivers with 50 or 50 more catches, 700 yards. Do you have a goal for the group this year? My goal for the group, uh, I, I I told them all, I would love for all those guys to play at least 30 plays and to get at least three targets in every game. That's a good goal. <laughs> That's a good goal. And uh, it's exciting. It's, it's going to be a fun group. I know I've, I'm hoping to get out to more practices here in August uh, to see it firsthand. But just to talking with people, it sounds like a really fun group and an exciting group that should continue the playmaking that we saw last year uh, with the guys that are gone as well as Jaden returning uh, this year as well. Ryan, anything else for, for Coach Cox before we let him go? I got one more. Okay. Uh, so, Coach Cox, being around Coach Wells for so long, what's the best, like, saying or advice he's ever given you? Hmm. saying or advice all right so he tells me all the time uh we got to recruit better and recruit guys that's better than the guys on your team to come in and challenge you guys on your team he said and always recruit guys with speed because you ain't gonna win the kentucky derby with a donkey (laughs) (laughs) that's that's good advice uh, good advice there for sure. Coach, I, we really do appreciate your time. Thank you for taking time for us. We're excited to see what your group can do this year. I know you've got a, a talented group there, and uh, you're working with them, so we're excited to see how it all turns out. Uh, thanks again for taking some time for us tonight. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Rhino. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, that's Coach Caleb Cox, EKU football wide receiver coach. He's also heavily involved in the recruiting process, of course, as well. We're going to jump right into our second guest since I went a little overtime uh, there, and it is the new tight end coach at EKU, the one and only CJ Conrad. Hey, coach, how you doing? Uh, how you doing, man? I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, we've we've heard that you're not that great of a guy, so we wanted to hear it for ourselves. No, I'm just kidding. We haven't heard heard anything bad about you. Uh, I wanted to ask you a couple things. I want to start off with with your career and wonder your time in the SEC, your time even with the Giants uh, there as well. How did that help you as you turned your eyes to coaching? 
Um, I, I definitely lean a lot of my playing experience in my, you know, my coaching philosophy, how I like to be coached. Um, a lot of my experiences as a player, you know, sometimes as a coach, it's easier said than done. Um, you know, it's easy to watch it on film, but specifically playing the tight end position at the SEC and then a little bit in the NFL, I know what, you know, is achievable and what's not. And um, so I definitely helped me, you know, when I wanted to get into the coaching world of, you know, uh, I can kind of see it, you know, on the field. And I can also see on the, uh, on the film of what these guys are seeing because I've, I've done it before. Hmm. When you got that call from Coach Wells to come and, and move up to a position coach, uh, what I mean, I know I'm assuming that your goals were to continue to move up in the coaching world. So how, how exciting was that call and how long did it take you to say yes? Uh, not long to say yes uh, <laughs> at all. Um, this industry is crazy, and obviously the timing of it was um, not necessarily normal. Um, but I was so excited. Um, there's just so many blessings about it. One uh, being I didn't have to move. Um, I was just, I lived 30 minutes away in Lexington. So um, we will hopefully, you know, after the season. But right now it's not going to work out. So that was a blessing, especially being in June. Um, and two, you know, my relationship with Coach Wells. Um, just like he obviously was at Kentucky when I was there playing. Never when I was coaching. Um, but obviously, uh I've seen him around over the last four years for, well, I guess six years since I've played. Um, but then my three years at Kentucky, obviously I've seen him around. Um, he obviously uh, knew a lot of people uh, that I worked for at Kentucky. Um, so obviously, you know, this industry is about relationships and I have so much respect for EKU football. And, and obviously I, I played them twice and they should have beat us twice. So um, uh, an opportunity like this, um, in the time and the, and it, it was just a complete no brainer for me. And I'm just like, I'm just so excited. Uh, have you made the guys watch your game video at all? No, like, I'll never do that. <laughs> I don't even know if I like to watch my own game video. Cause like now I see it through a coach's lens and I'm like, dude, no way, no way. I, I show them NFL stuff. Um, a majority of it. Yeah. Yeah, what is it that the NFL can teach teach guys uh, when they're watching? Because, you know, I, I just brought this up, and I'm not – I should probably stop talking about it, but I'm a basketball coach. I don't want my guys watching the NBA. I, to me, they can't learn anything from it. So what 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 is it from about the NFL that, that guys can learn? Well, I should phrase in, in the NFL, I watch very specific guys, um, maybe sure. not necessarily. So George Kittle is, uh, is a big piece of uh, my teaching. Um, and then, uh, you know, and, and there's sprinkle in a couple others, but yeah, like you said, uh, NFL and college football is, is completely different thing. Um, and I understand all that. Um, but the techniques in that, you know, that was not to backtrack, but when I played in the NFL, that was when I realized how much better you can get with the fundamentals and techniques. I, that my year and a half in New York, I was amazed by I was really fortunate to be around a guy named Rhett Ellison, which people probably don't even know who that is, but he played 10 years in the NFL. Um, and he was his last year, uh, my rookie year. And I remember just sizing him up like right away and being like, okay, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm faster, and he's doing everything so much better than me because he was just such a technician and uh, and everything he did. Um, and, and, and that was like, wow, like that was eye-opening to me. 
It's not just being about the biggest, the strongest, the fastest. You can you can get so much better with the fundamentals and and, and just the basics, right? Um, yeah. So that that's where I emulate my coaching, and I you know I pull things, I pull clips. Um, these guys all say when they go to the NFL, okay, well then cool. Then I'm going to show you what it takes to be a pro, and and I'm going to teach you. I'm going to coach you as such. Now, uh, were you in New York with Coughlin? Who was the head coach? No, I was uh, Pat Shermer and then Joe Judge. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, Shermer, he, he, I'm a Packer fan. Uh, Shermer yeah. was with the Packers for a time, so that's exciting. Uh, yeah. And uh, and Joe Judge, that was an interesting, I'm sure, transition uh, to the Patriot way to some degree. Uh, I'm sure they didn't call it that in New York, but <laughs> yeah. But you saw different different kind of coaching styles. So yeah. did you take from Coach Stoops, uh, from Shermer, from uh, from Judge? That kind of stuff. I know you're not a head coach at this point, but were you able to take stuff from each of their styles and kind of mold them into what you wanted to be? Um, yeah. So, I mean, Coach Stoops has a huge impact on my uh, philosophy and the way I coach. Um, NFL-wise, um, I kind of leaned a little bit more on my position coach, um, mm-hmm. Coach uh, uh, Lunda Wells. Um, he's now currently the Dallas Cowboys tight ends coach, but he was my tight ends coach in New York. Um so a mixture of him, Coach Stoops, Vince Marrow, um, Liam Cohen, uh, who's the offense coordinator at Kentucky. Like those four guys are kind of my rock in this industry um, of what I use my basis of learning. Um, starting with Coach Stoops, most importantly, just my relationship with him over the last ten years. Dang, it may be longer than that because he started recruiting me in two thousand. 12 or 13 so but anyways just like my transition for playing with him playing for him and then coaching for him like the way that he is such a player's coach and the at the end of the day one thing i've learned in this industry is it doesn't matter like what happens in practice and um, off season if you don't have your guys ready to run through a wall for you on saturdays in the fall like none of that stuff matters so at the end of the day like his players love him and they want to run through a wall for him um so that's the, you know, the biggest thing I've learned from him. You came in, like you talked about late, late in the process uh, here. So how long and how hard was it for you to build trust with the guys that, that were in your room? Yeah. Um, I, that's not something I wanted to force. Um, just, you know, uh, one thing I told the guys is like, I'm not shy about my age. I'm 27 years old. I'm four years, old, four years removed, I guess, from playing. Um, and I'm not shy about that. That that's um, I want that to be an, uh, a strength for us. Like I want to be relatable. Um, I want to be you know uh, you know somebody they can talk to, uh, feel comfortable around. Um, so yeah, like right away, I wasn't trying to just act like I've known them forever because like that's just fake to me. Um, you know, and and I, I'm never gonna be that way. But there's gonna be a standard and and a culture set in that room, and 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 that's been. Uh, very well communicated to them, but you know, that's, that's the standard. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I take, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in the relationships piece, kind of what I was mentioning with coach Stoops. Like if these guys don't think you care about them, they just think that you're just like all football all the time. Like how do you expect these guys to, you know, they're going to start to tune you out. So uh, that's, you know, right away. Yeah. Like he said, like, I wish I would have been here in January, of course, um, but that, that's, uh, that's not the reality of the situation. So yeah, we're having to, you know, speed date a tick, but, uh, that's not, you know, um, and, and we're still getting there, you know, we have training camp to go and this is a work in progress. They're learning my teaching styles. You know, they, 
their tight ends coach before me was there the whole time, right, right. for three years. Um, so they have a certain way of what they've heard things. And not that it's right, wrong, or indifferent, but at the end of the day, every coach kind of speaks a different language, right? So there's a learning curve there, and we're still getting to know each other, but that's something that I'm going to force on them. Ryan, what you got for coach? Uh, coach, being a, a tight end, like how much time do you really put into blocking and passing, like working on both of those? That's a balance, right? So, yeah. um, of course, right? Like that's that's the, the fun part of, of being a tight end, right? We're involved in the run, heavily involved in the run game, heavily involved in the pass game, and some pass pro, right? So, um, one thing about me that I'm, I'm a firm believer in is you cannot play for me if you can't run block. That like that's non-negotiable, right? Um, so probably a little bit more emphasis in the run game, but we do obviously like in terms of route running. Um, you know, a lot of it with being a tight end uh, is about you know working leverage, right, and, and and understanding angles and understanding zones and kind of hooking up. And then the biggest thing I'm trying to teach these guys, and if you see the difference between a really good tight end in the NFL or anybody who's a big name, there it's all about the yak, right? Like we're not going to be catch tackle guys. We're going to catch the ball at minimum. The standard is is we're going to make at least one guy miss. You know, nobody should be wanting to tackle us. We're 240, 250 pounds, um, and I believe you can drill that. But at the same time, if you can't cut off the backside C gap, you can't play for me. Because um, and and at the end of the day, if we can't do that, we might as well be in ten personnel. I'm sure there's a better, uh, you know, slot receiver who can run better routes than us. So um, I would say a little bit more blocking, uh, but, you know, we got to do both. We got to be all well-rounded. Now, how long does it take you to, to figure out these guys? Because you didn't recruit these guys. I'm assuming you may have – I don't know if you've seen any of these guys before you got here. Um, so that process of just trying to figure out what kind of skill they had, are you still learning that, or how long did it take you to learn that? I'm definitely still learning because we haven't put the pads on yet. Um, and But, you know, as soon as I knew I was getting the job, I obviously watched every game from last year. Um, and obviously the only one that really played a significant amount was Reese. Um, so, you know, but, but I was excited about Reese. As soon as I turned on the film, I was really, really excited at the fact that I knew he wasn't scared to put his face on somebody. Um, and I appreciate that because that's, that's non-negotiable in my room. Um, we, we can't be um, – we will not be soft. And so uh, I like that about him. Obviously, there's a lot of other things he needs to work on, but that was something I was fired up immediately about. Um, but, yes, to answer your question, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get him a little bit, but it's so hard with a tight end position. I've seen so many guys look pretty with no pads on. And so much part of, of our game, uh, at our position specifically, because we're not wide receivers, um, is dependent on the run blocking. Um, and – and uh, we're going to figure out real soon. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, it won't, it won't take long, will it? It will, will not take long. Let's talk about your guys in the room. Reese is the returning guy. He's the guy that's played, um, and I believe the only guy that's on the on the tight end room that's played any snaps at EKU. Um, you got Hunter Brown who comes in from St. Francis as well uh, with decent size. I know Kellen Bowens uh, had some look as well. Um, Reese though is, is the guy, is he not? Oh yeah. Reese is the, is the, is the veteran in the room. Um, he's, you know, our leader. Um, and, and I like him a lot. He's done a great job this off season of just handling his business. One thing about like, I like about Reese is like, he's no nonsense, man. Like a kid, he works hard. He's not going to complain. Um, 
you know, he's not a big jokester. He's businesslike. And I appreciate that. And he's taken my coaching and he's been awesome. Um, and he's a kid that I can respect. Like it didn't all happen fast for him at, at EKU, right? Like not like a kid came in here and, and was a world beater as a freshman or sophomore, right? He waited his turn. He didn't, he didn't complain. Um, and, and it's his opportunity. It's a big year for him. He's obviously had some snaps last year when Dak went down and that was a good experience for him. Um, and then with Hunter Brown, I'm, I'm excited about Hunter Brown. Um, you know, obviously has experience, not EKU experience. Um, but, you know, like the first question I asked him, you know, why he went in the portal and why he did what he did, he, he straight up told me he just wanted an opportunity to play against better competition. And I love that. Um, and, and he's been awesome because obviously it's a little bit of a weird transition, right? Like he came here and probably when you jump into the transfer portal, you're that's a leap of faith now. And he goes and commit, comes to EKU and his coach leaves like the next week. So I appreciate him uh, super hard because it's not like a high school kid. That happens to high school kids all the time, right? Sure. Transfer portal is different. Like you only get one shot at this thing. Um, and, and he, and he did it and he's been great and he's done a great job learning the playbook. You could tell he's played football. Um, so I'm excited about those two. Those guys are kind of my vets in the room. Um, uh, and then obviously Kellen Bowen, really, really talented kid, um, athletic, um, moves well, um, and just somebody that I'm really, really excited to continue to develop this spring. I mean, sorry, this fall, um, to get him, you know, you know, to the level where I can trust him and, and I will like my goal, like at, at Kentucky where, where coach Merrill has his tight ends at is he can close his eyes and point to a guy and, they're going to be able to go and get the job done. Um, that's that's my goal here. Obviously, I'm going to have, you know, my guys, I'm going to play, you know, obviously, uh, you know, more snaps. But I expect these guys to be able to do everything. Um, and I should be able to, you know, I feel like judge me on my first guy and judge me on my third guy. You know, like I, I want, you know, I want depth in the room. I want people, I want competition. And, 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 and that's all, all I'm trying to get done. Is there a probably more so for Reese than Hunter, but is there a uh, or did you have to remove a weight saying, hey, you don't have to be Dak? Because Dak was here for a long time and put up a lot of numbers. Um, I hope our fans understand that these guys aren't Dak and it's not a bad thing. These guys aren't Dak, and hopefully that expectation from the fans isn't on them. But th does Reese understand that? That, hey, you don't have to be Dak, you can be you. I think so. Um, you know, I'm kind of, that that part of me is kind of glad I wasn't there for that piece of it because sure. of the fact that, you know, I don't want him to ever feel like I think he needs to be like Dak, right? I don't have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have any, uh, mis like, preconceived notions, you know? Um, I told all these guys right away, this is a fresh slate, you know what I'm saying? And and, yeah. and this, what an opportunity, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, I want them to be themselves, and, and we're going to be – like one thing about the tight end room is like our our word in our room, and it's all over. And they ask them like, "We're going to compete, 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 compete every single day. Push each other, competition." And, and guess what? Like, yeah, like um, we have a really, really good quarterback. And a lot of times, you get judged at this position by how many balls you catch, right? Yeah. But like I, I, you know, and I get all that, and um, but we have to be well rounded, and we have to, it starts to run, and we got to run the ball better than what we did last year. And it starts with us too. Like I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, from my playing experience and coaching experience, like um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have been around some really good run game. Um, 
you know, going back to my playing time with Benny Snell and at Kentucky, and I, I've seen what it takes and how much the tight end can impact that. Um, but then, yeah, we're gonna get ours in the pass game. I told him, don't get it twisted. Like we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get the rock now. We're gonna make plays. And we're gonna make Parker trust. Awesome. Hey, listen, I've, I've kept it longer than I intended to. Jaden's waiting on us as well. Uh, so we're going to let you go. But, Coach, it's been great chatting with you. Uh, looking forward to getting to know you a little bit over, over time as well. Uh, hopefully we'll see you out on the field here real soon also. But uh, welcome to Richmond, and uh, good luck this season. I appreciate you guys having me. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right, that's Coach CJ Conrad, uh, tight end coach. All right, let's bring in Jaden. Jaden, we've been keeping you waiting. I know you've been uh, waiting patiently. I appreciate that. How you doing, man? I'm doing I'm good, good, man. How about you? Doing awesome. Leading receiver last year for EKU, 62 catches, uh, over 700 yards. I think you had 700. I have it written down somewhere. Uh, 750 yards, six touchdowns as well last season. So what can you do to improve those numbers this year? Uh, honestly, the biggest thing that I'm trying to improve on is my yards after catch and my uh, deep ball, I guess, percentage, you would say. Um, I had a lot of opportunities last year for deep ball catches, and I didn't uh, capitalize on them. I mean, if you look at them, I think my longest catch was probably – it was under 40 yards, which isn't anything special, honestly. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to improve on that. Uh, I mean, you come in second team, all a son last year, you were third team the year before. So that means first team this coming season. Uh, if the, if the progression continues, you also got some run at punt return, eight returns last year for 173 yards. Uh, I've asked this question to coach Cox earlier in the night, but you had two guys with you last year and Jaden Higgins and Cornelius McCoy, who are gone. They both put up good numbers as well. The three of you made an, an incredible uh, triple threat out there on the field. Um, new guys out this year. So so what does it mean? How, how does it go with yeah, returning guys as well? Uh, but how, how does it go with trying to uh, learn these new guys and, and uh, kind of be able to have that relationship on the field with these guys? I mean, obviously losing people like that is unfortunate, you know what I'm saying, when you already have a connection with them and they have a connection with the quarterback. But bringing in, new, uh, bringing in new guys can be just as much of an opportunity for them. And being able to bond with them in the offseason during the spring and over the summer, it's been real good. So I'm looking forward to it this season, man. Rhino, I all the time with Coach Conrad. What do you got for Jaden? <laughs> uh, I got to ask Jado, how long, how long have people been calling you Jado? Because nobody ever calls him Jaden. Yeah. Only people call him Jaden is Coach Cox and Coach Wells. Uh, <laughs> nah, my mom been calling me Jado, I think, ever since I was born. Wow. And they just, they just stuck with me. Like, I guess she started doing it around my friends, and then my friends started calling me, and then they just stuck all the way up through until wow. now. So there's no, like, meaning behind her. It's just what mom called you. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> if there is a meaning, you don't. You, they haven't told you yeah, yet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it. Uh, man, do you, uh, do you like returning punts? Yeah, man, it's fun. I like being yeah. back there. It's do you? It's, I mean, it's 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 not something that like I don't know how to explain it. Like you really like never get used to it because it's never the same, hmm. and it's just exciting like all in one. Do you? Uh, I'm trying to think how old you are because I'm really old these days. I get the more I talk to Rhino and other guys on the team, I'm like, man, I I'm, I'm older than I realize. Hmm. Um, but uh, when you look at at guys in the NFL and things like that. Uh, is there a punt returner that you watched and try to learn anything from? Not necessarily uh, in the NFL. I used to watch 
a lot of like highlights from college. Like mm-hmm. I used to, I used to watch Odell highlights all the time, and he has a lot of good power returns where he sets the defense up, or he sets the the return team up. He'll start going right, then he'll break it back left, and yeah. I try to do that from time to time. Um, now Odell, if I remember right, I think he's wearing your number. Um, he said, "I want to be like Jado. Uh, I I, I got to be like him, right?" I'm trying to get like him. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think maybe he's trying to be like you. I think that's okay uh, as well. Uh, but, but it's a fun time. Uh, and uh, you look at this room, these guys, uh, and everything. Do you have? Uh, did you replace personality? Did these guys come in with different personalities? Um, and uh, I, you know, I talked with Coach Cox about this too. Stereotypically, not you, but stereotypically, receivers are divas. Um, and so you got to deal with this with some personalities in the room and things like that. How long does it take for you guys to figure each other out? Uh, honestly, I don't think it takes that long because you know we see each other every day, we're with each other every day, we work out on and off whenever we're scheduled to. But for the personality, I don't think anything really got replaced. I think it's just adding new things, which isn't bad, it's always better. Yeah, um, you've got a teammate now. Uh, there's a running back, Josh Carter, who's got a brother in the NFL also. But now you've got a teammate that's in the same room as you, Jacob Horn, whose brother's in the NFL as a, as a defensive back. Um, have you ha- Has he talked about or have you asked him, hey, what have you seen to get to that next level that your brother's done or anything like that? Did you learn anything uh, about because of their brothers? I haven't really asked anything about his brother specifically, but you can definitely tell that, like, from the way he runs and the way he like understands DBs that you can tell, like he's, he's always trained with like high level DB, mm-hmm. like really his brother. Yeah. Have you ever asked him when is, when, when the brother's going to come visit? I have, I did. I think I, I think I did like the first week he came here. <laughs> you going to run around against JC Horn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his dad was a receiver obviously as well. And that back in my childhood, uh, and, uh, I'm sure he's got some things he could, he's some knowledge he could pass on as well. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking forward to it, man. Yeah, definitely. Rhino, what else you got for Jaden? Uh, I got to know Jaden's one of the drippiest people on our team, one of the swaggier people on our team, as you can tell by the chain and all, all that, whatever. Jade, I got to ask what, what's been your favorite either highlight or celebration? Like after a touchdown or big play, because uh, he's done a lot. <laughs> it has to be in the Gardner Webb game. I like honestly, I like both of my celebrations in that game, but the first one where I like kind of limped off, yep. and then I went into the gritty. Yeah, that's probably my favorite <laughs> one. Uh, now, how much do you plan out your celebrations before oh, games? Man, I'll be having them ready. Yeah, I got he's slow. Yeah. <laughs> How much work does that take? How much time does that take? Like, do you practice? Uh, yeah, I do. But it doesn't really take that much time. I mean, most of the time you're just playing around, and then you'll, like, see it in the mirror or something. You'll be like, oh, that's kind of hard. And he'll be like, yeah, I got to get that right. <laughs> that's a great question, Rhino. I wouldn't have thought of that one. I like that one. Uh, in, uh, in, in practice, if you had the opportunity – uh, to uh, not crack back because that could be painful. Uh, but if you had the opportunity to block a defensive lineman from your own team, who do you want to? Who do you want to match up against? Ryan Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he always thinks he can tackle me in the open field. Tell oh. you, if Jado catches that little tunnel screen and comes anywhere near the middle of the field, 
I'm He's not touching. <laughs> now hold on a sec, because this is important. Uh, all right, so uh, we're gonna we gotta put some mad mushroom pizza on the line or something. Uh, so uh, we we so we're talking about like little bubble screen kind of a thing. Come back to the middle. Is that what we're talking about, Ryan? Yeah, like they do a little tunnel screen where he throws it right out to the sideline. Yeah, he has. To, he has to, I've seen the blocks happen. The offensive yeah. lineman go out. He has to come right. Back I'm coming him. like right back towards him. <laughs> All right, and then what are you doing? You juking, juking them, and making them fall down? Like, what's the move? I'm just trying not to get touched. Honestly, that's a big size difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, me and Jaden have been going over this since his freshman year. I've been, I've been telling him since freshman year. If he runs yeah. that little tunnel, I'll crack him. <laughs> By the way, we are uh, we we have video proof of Ryan's heavy package in high in middle school uh, on Twitter. It's been shared on Twitter, uh, so you can go check that out. Uh, his high school days, middle school days, there running the heavy package, getting a touchdown actually. Uh, quick response from your dad there. That's always helpful. Okay. All right. So Jaden, you hear you hear Ryan Jackson heavy package offense fullback. Uh, is that something you want to see on your team this year? I wouldn't be mad at that, honestly. Hey, yeah. like that's a hard man to tackle. Yeah. 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 That's an automatic touchdown within the five. Automatic. Within five. <laughs> but, but Ryan also asked Coach Cox uh, to have a chance to run as receiver this year as well. And Coach Cox said if all the other receivers score a touchdown, he will ask Coach Wells if they'll let Ryan run a play uh, out of wide receiver. So I joked with Coach Cox as well. I said last year – you guys had a pass thrown to yeah, Drew Hart. Say we, we, we did that little trick play to Drew, so I wouldn't count it out. <laughs> yeah, so it would work, right? And now Drew, and listen, I love Drew. I love Drew to death. Uh, Drew didn't score. Uh, would Ryan Would Ryan score? Uh, I'd say he has a better chance in that situation. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about your connection with Parker. You've been with him now for a couple of years. Um, you guys, obviously he trusts you, you trust him. He knows where you're going to be, all that kind of stuff. How important is that coming into year three now with a quarterback like Parker? I mean, honestly, it's, it's special, man. I mean, we all see what he does on the field. I feel like being able to go into year three with him, it just, it just allows me to be a lot more comfortable because I feel like he knows like where I'm going to break, how I'm going to break, honestly, where to put the ball. And I know exactly what he's thinking most of the time. So I feel like it's just a lot easier. What's the one thing that you're trying to improve on from last year in your own game? A deep ball percentage, man. Deep ball, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just go out there and get it, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, of the new guys, who's the guy we need to watch out for? A guy that we don't know yet. We, we know Mo. We've seen him play a little bit. We know Ethan. He's been on the program. Uh, Bryant's been around the program. He's going to get opportunity this year as well. Um, so, well, well, we'll include the, the old guys. Anybody in the, in the room that's not Jaden Smith, uh, who do we need to watch out for? And it can't be everybody. You got to pick somebody. Yeah, I, uh, I say Jackson Hensley, man. Okay. I feel like that man goes up and gets the ball all the time. Like he, there's not very many balls he doesn't come down with, whether they're contested or not. And then I'm going to ask you this one that I wasn't planning on asking you, but uh, defensive backs, guys that have been covering you in practice, who's the guy that uh, – I know you're not scared of anybody. Who's the guy that you know, man, this is going to be a tough, tough challenge? Honestly, I've been playing a little bit of outside. Mm, but in the slot, I'd have to say Bubba. Well, okay. I mean, you're normal. Albert Nunez. Y'all know him as Bubba? Albert Nunez. Yeah, Albert, Albert Nunez. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. He's a, he's a transfer in. I'll be seeing him put in the work off the field whenever we're not out there. 
and it translates to the field, man. He's he's hard to read sometimes. Awesome. Very good. Rhino, you got anything else for Jaden? No, I'm good. Man, I really appreciate you. And I'm sorry we kept you waiting. Uh, we were running a little behind uh, on those other interviews, so I do apologize for keeping you waiting. But, man, we appreciate uh, you coming on. We're excited to see you show out again this year. Again, you were third team All-A Sun in your freshman year, second team in your sophomore year. Now you're heading into year three, and uh, I know big things ahead for you. We're so glad that you're you're back and that we get to cheer you on this year and looking forward to what's ahead. So good luck this season. And, again, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, man, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Jaden Smith, star wide receiver for the EKU Colonels. Ryan, that was a good – that was a, some good interviews tonight. We got a lot from those guys. I think we probably could have gone a lot longer with all three of those guys, but right. uh, uh, the time constraints sometimes hold us down. Uh, but those were that's good stuff. You got a chance to plug uh, your your opportunity to, to go out and catch a pass. That's always good too. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Hey, listen, everybody, we appreciate you tuning in. We had a good crowd tonight. Appreciate you hanging around with us this evening. Want to encourage you to go visit Mad Mushroom Pizza. Get yourself some cheese sticks. Uh, I like the meats pizza personally, but you can get whatever you want. Uh, there's good stuff there. If you get the cheese sticks, uh, use the nacho cheese sauce for dipping. You will not be disappointed. Uh, IPM pests and termite. If you have bug issues and you live in central Kentucky, IPM is the company you need to use. Why? Well, because they're local, first of all. Uh, secondly, because they support our program. So go out and use IPM pests and termite. Again, you won't be disappointed there either. They guarantee their services. They show up when they say they're going to show up, which is rare these days. Uh, and so make sure you use them. And then All Around Roofing, uh, we didn't play their ad today, but a great company. They take care of all your exterior needs. So if you still have that hail damage from a few weeks back, uh, you need some stuff done with your roof or your siding or your windows or your gutters, they can help you out. Go check out All Around Roofing as well. Next week, we dive into the defensive linemen. It's going to be a fun, fun episode. Uh, Ryan will be back with us. We'll have Coach Hawk, and we'll have another one of Ryan's teammates on as well. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Let you know, Sunday nights, the Sports Stove goes live at 8 o'clock. We have a fantasy baseball show. And then Wednesday nights, we go live at 8 o'clock. My dad joins me for that show where we're talking just general sports, uh, professional and college sports. We're doing college football previews right now. We've done three conferences. This coming week, we'll be doing the Big Ten, so tune in for that. And then Thursday night through the rest of the summer, uh, we'll be live here with the local hour. That day will probably change once the season starts. But for now, uh, we'll be here Thursday nights with Ryan and uh, going through as well. So uh, make sure you tune in. If you miss any part, you can always go back and watch on YouTube or listen wherever you get your podcast to the Sports Stove Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, local hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Thank you to our guests, Caleb Cox, CJ Conrad, Jaden Smith. Thanks to Rickson for helping us get everything lined up. And Ryan, thank you for being here as well. I like the picture in the background, by the way. Uh, lots of photos. I meant to ask this. We got time. Lots of photos uh, being taken right now. You got the new uniforms, the new helmets, yep. everything yep. going around. Are you having fun taking all the pictures or are you getting tired of it? I'm, I'm having a blast. Yeah. It looks it's always, always good to see new stuff. Always good to see all the cool little nice photos we can take. And it's, it's just exciting around the whole team. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I would assume, I, I call him Crush Hour because that's his Twitter account. Uh, I'm assuming uh, Corey Rush uh, is, is doing all the pictures for the most part. Yep. He's still our camera guy. Love Crush. Shout out. Shout out to Corey. He does a great job. Uh, phenomenal job. So shout out, uh, Corey, if you're watching. 
you do a great job. If you're not watching, then you do a horrible job. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, great job uh, for Corey as well. All right, that's it for real this time. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.